Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 43 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys know, um, randomly, sometimes I like to just tell you guys about some of the listeners that are listening along with you. Um, so I just want to do some shout outs right quick. Now, on my bucket list, number one, okay, is going to Iceland to, I don't know if I'm saying it right, the Blue Lagoon. And we got people in Iceland listening, so hook it, hook a sister up, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding, but really glad to see that you guys are listening. We got people in Poland, in Ireland, in the UK, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> in France, Germany, Poland, I said that already. Um, what else was I thinking? Oh, there's people in Russia as well, um, Senegal in africa in namibia as well just like pretty cool just to see we got some people in new zealand it's just really cool just to see that people around the world are are interested in you know having these kinds of conversations so as you guys can see we will be uh having an episode about newlyweds and i wanted to do this episode because i think in the christian community it's a lot we hear a lot about how you know Susie and, and jacob saved themselves for marriage they never touched each other the whole time and you know they just were perfect and obedient and god blessed them with a, a flourishing marriage but i wanted to you know highlight a kind of a redemption story where you know Two, two people weren't living as Christ would probably want them to. And when, when Christ came into the picture, their relationship just became something beautiful. So I I wanted to highlight a different kind of relationship and just, just remind you guys that, you know, the Lord is, he's here for sinners, you know? He came for sinners, not for the perfect people who do everything correctly. And, you know, he is here for those who live obedient, you know, because he, he wants us to aspire to that. But um, at the end of the day, grace is real because God chose to forgive sinners and, and you know, allow us to live a life that we should not be able to and we don't deserve. So I think, you know, <laughs> this couple didn't murder anyone, but I do think it's a, it's a cool example of how the Lord can take a relationship and make it his own. So let's get right into it. Yeah. All right. So as you guys can see, we are doing an episode on newlyweds. I'm just like, I don't know why I'm excited. It's like I'm newly wedded. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. <laughs> we are in. I'm not. It's you guys. Yes, we're in it together. So, um, I will first by telling you, first start by telling you guys, this is my best friend Joanna. Ooh, ooh, same yeah. time. <laughs> yes, sir. So I just thought, you know, when when did y'all get married? Almost a year ago, 3-2021, you were there. Yeah, I was there, but I that's the numbers. Okay, so that's, now you guys know. You're right, you're right, you're right. 3-2021. <laughs> yeah, so, I did you say that's a year? I don't know. Almost a year. We're still oh in February. Okay, almost a year. This is going wow, so you, are, you guys are newly newlyweds. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, as you guys may know... When I have people on the podcast, I always ask them this question first, and it is, what aspect of Christ Trinity's character has been most evident in your life? The one thing, if you could only sum it up into one 
characteristic? One word. I'll go first because I think I've been thinking about this question for a while because I know you asked the people and I'm like so honored I get to be asked that now. <laughs> um, I think mine would be love for sure because okay. I think I didn't really understand or like felt or like knew truly what love was until I knew who God was. Um, mm. And that's something so beautiful because I feel like it's something like a word that people – just say so often and I'm sure most people really mean it but I don't think I really understood the magnitude of what it meant until I understood who God was in my life so I feel all kinds of love when I think of God amen that's beautiful yeah what about you Blaze? yeah for me I'd probably say patience um and and not just like in our marriage, but I think it being so present in our marriage is just like rolling out to other aspects, at, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I know like I'm pretty like boom, boom, boom with stuff um, and um, just being patient with some of the stuff that we're working through. I think, yeah, I think it helps us avoid a bunch of um, like uh, like speed bumps or car crashes, you know, just like with our relationship and stuff like that. Um, and it gives us time to at least, at least, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think it gives us time to make space for thinking how Christ would think mm. or what mm -hmm. he would say in our situations. Um, and, uh, and it just gives us time, I think, to get our thoughts underneath of us before we like say or do things that, might put mm -hmm. our marriage at jeopardy and not like between us, but maybe like stuff as simple as renting this place versus this place or this car, or that mm -hmm. car, just like simple stuff like that. It's good. Yeah. Good you're, stuff. You're patience patient. and love. Yeah. We need that. You need that in marriage. Mm. <laughs> That's a word. So yes. Great answer. So the moment you've all been waiting for, I don't know if I'm being too loud, for the people, but I'm just so excited. We about to play a newlywed game. <laughs> so I have given this couple um, some questions to answer and I put a little twist on it. So you guys have to answer. So there's 10 questions. So technically there's 20 because both of you are answering. Mm. I'm good at math. Are you, are you, that's, that sounds like good math. Yeah. Um, so you guys have to get 15 correct <gasps> to, to beat the high score or have the highest score, or even qualify But as we winners. took Simbis. We already passed Simbis. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does we, not matter. We have to match our answers? Your answers have to be correct. So, oh, okay. If, if he, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he yeah, yeah. did not give the answer that you said, then you're wrong, and you lose. I mean, that's fine. It's not about winning. Got it? Yeah. Or it is, though. Married. So, um... Here we go. So how we're going to do it is, Joe, you're going to answer all the questions first, and then Blaze will answer the questions, okay? Okay. Got All righty. So the first question, people, is what did they wear on your first date, Joanna? So what did he wear on the first date? He wore, from what I remember, it was a long sleeve button-up and I think dark jeans. He wore that shirt for like five more years after. I think we just threw it away, so... I don't even remember what oh, I... Oh, wow. Yeah. Is she right, Blaze? Yep. 
Absolutely. Hey, all right. That's one down. Let me just mm-hmm. make sure I'm keeping score of these things. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. Boop. Because <laughs> I will not remember. Okay. Next question yeah. is, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy together? Um, I wrote, before we buy anything, we're going to pay off all of our debt, and then we would probably invest it and buy stocks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What'd you say, Blaze? Um... Like I guess probably I was like thinking in fantasy land when I answered my uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's well, not... we need to know the exact answer you had. We can't go with probably. What did you actually have as your answer? Oh, what did I have? I didn't have that. Do, uh, you, want, do you want me to say you what? You didn't have it. That means my answer. Yes, you so you have to say what she's guessing basically what you would say. So what okay. do you what would you say in that situation? I said three bedroom high rise condo. Oh, I had three bedrooms at first. Well, you had it at first, so that's good. You had it at first. That was good. That's not going to win a game. (laughs) Next question. If your spouse had a superpower, what would it be, Joanna? I wrote down that he would like to read minds because um, Blaze always likes to figure people out, and it would be easier for him if he can understand and relate to people. Mm, Is she correct? Um, I didn't think about my answers to the question. Like, like we just answer for the other person, you know. But like, you're um, immediate. Oh, well, you gotta know your own answer. You gotta know your own answer. Uh, my gut. My like, my immediate gut answer would be invisibility. That's fine. Okay, so once again, incorrect. That's one down. <laughs> one correct. Three not, incorrect. Wait, wait oh, two incorrect. Invisibility. I don't know. It's just like. That's just what popped in my head is invisibility or flying. Probably flying. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you're wrong twice, Joanna. <laughs> let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I can, I can already. Um, so who is more romantic? So you're guessing. What do you think Blaze will say? And Blaze, you think of your answer. I think Blaze is more romantic. I put me too. Okay. All right. So wow, we got we got two answers correct. <laughs> We're well on our way to 15. All right. How about progress? You're right. Not about perfection. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so this is for you, Joanna. You're saying Blaze is convinced that blank is the best thing for you. Um, I didn't answer that one. <laughs> because it was such a broad question. Well, well, answer it now. We're on the spot. We're on the spot with it. This is live reactions. They are convinced. The Blaze is convinced that blank is the best thing for me. For you and for anyone. Like, I don't know. Anyone like, needs to have this thing. It's the best thing for you. Yeah. Like God. <laughs> Blaze, is that what you first thought of when I asked that question? Um, let's see. Um... I put Joanna is convinced that me growing my facial hair out is the best thing for me. Yeah, we didn't do this game right, Sonata. We did not have enough instructions. It's fine. It's fine. We're having a good time. It doesn't matter. And as you can see, I'm listening very well to what she thinks is the best thing. I do like it when he grows his facial hair out, but he can't do it for work. It'll be a five o'clock shadow Saturday, so it'll be good. But what do you think? There you go, Joanna. Best thing for you? 
Yeah. Um, your collagen. Next question. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. Okay, the next question is. We're still clearly Eddie Murphy. It doesn't matter, bro. I'm having a good time. Okay. <laughs> next question is Eddie Murphy is the Beverly Hills cop. Using the nickname of the town you live in, what nickname will your partner say you'd come up with for them? So, I Joanna, also... you're thinking of what nickname would Blaze come up with for you? I also didn't answer this right because I wrote down what I think he would be called in his hometown. That's what. That's how I answered it. <laughs> so, we just, yeah. <laughs> just, not... just give your answer and we'll see if Blaze is right. If Blaze texts it out. I would be called the Melbourne. Melbourne? That's where I'm from. We live in Honolulu. Um, it definitely says hometown. Oh, oh. Does it? Oh, no. It doesn't. Oh, no. Wow, oh, no. So far, you guys have got two questions correct. You're oh. well on your way to 15. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what I would call myself. I didn't even realize that we were in the same town. So. Yeah. I, I put Joanna would be the Honolulu home run. Oh. Hey. you. I don't know what I would call Aww. you. You be the Honolulu husband. Or the Waikiki wifey. Wow, he's been thinking about Ooh. this. I was thinking about he actually our- he actually thought about the questions. <laughs> I was thinking it was like our hometown name. So I had like Melbourne mm. and Tiffin. What was what was mine gonna be for Tiffin? Okay. Tiffin um stud, but it I was trying to make it like <laughs> match. Yeah, I'm maybe next newlywed game I'll do better. Hey, literally, this is how the game is supposed to happen. You're I supposed love to embarrass it. yourself. So you guys okay. are doing great so far. Awesome. <laughs> next question is: When you're both in your favorite sleeping positions, they are usually facing the what? I say away from. So, him. and she said, "Be specific as possible." I sure did. So, I didn't what know- object in the what object in the room? Would you be facing, for example, a wall, a window, I, the ground, the ceiling? I definitely, I sleep away from him towards the wall. Oh. Okay. I put, Is that what your answer was, Blaze? No, I put, so her sleeping, her favorite sleeping position, I put, she would be facing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at the right hand of God, in quotations, mm, the ceiling. <laughs> wow. So you're incorrect, but also correct at the same time. Yes. Because <laughs> praise God in the yeah, highest. That's definitely how I sleep. <laughs> Just to remind you guys, you've got two answers right so far. <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. All that you need to know is you're the Honolulu home run. <laughs> that's the answer to all the questions. Exactly. Next question. Okay, next question. How will your spouse complete the sentence? Like they normally do at home. Where the heck is the? I said. Now oh. you're thinking. What? How would? How would Blaze finish this? Com- this question. This uh, phrase. And Blaze, you're thinking. How would I finish this phrase? I said for Blaze, where is the oat milk? Yeah, that's good. Okay, we've got another correct answer. That's three down. At least it's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is. 
if my spouse could only say one phrase for the rest of their life, it would be. So you're saying in your mind, if Blaze could only say one thing for the rest of his life, what would it be? And Blaze, you're thinking, what would I say? There's a lot of things that are coming into my mind. Okay. I feel mm -hmm. like this is, again, a very broad question. Okay. I can um, see why you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, before, Blaze used to say party, party a lot. Like party, party just to like, okay. like, to like agree to, yeah. Like but I lit. Feel like, yeah, like lit. He would say party, party. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now he always prays out loud a lot. And he always says, mm. um, he always says, like, God willing or Lord willing. Amen. Or in God's amen, will. Amen. So which one are we going with? I'm going to go with, like, in God's will. Okay. Okay. Is that correct, please? Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say recently. Yeah. Boop. All right. That's four. Counting. Correct. All right. So we're going to go back over and it's Blaze's <laughs> turn to go. Looks like you're probably going to get eight right. But what do I know? Okay. <laughs> So, Blaze, what did Joanna wear on your first date? A green dress and sandals. That was what I wore. You're right. <gasps> wow. Look it at was. that man it's paying attention to what his woman green wore. Green maxi dress. Oh. Yep. And she still had glasses. So let me put a... Wow, that's a throwback. Accessory. That's good. <laughs> I actually didn't remember. Next question. If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy together? So you're thinking, what would Joanna say? Yep, three-bedroom, high-rise condo. It would be a three-bedroom, high-rise condo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go down. Like we're just trying to agree at this point. <laughs> All right, so I think that's – I'm not good at math, so I probably should put numbers here. Oh, crap. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. six. Yeah. Good. There we go. I counted correctly. I do know. Right. I do know. I feel like Blaze knows me better than I know myself. So he would probably do better than me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Bless me, Lord. <laughs> Next question. If your spouse had a superpower, what would it be? So what would Joanna's superpower be? I put reading minds. We wrote the same thing for each other, but I would also say flying. So that's ah, righty. Good try, Blaze. <laughs> Better luck next time. Next question is, my spouse's favorite feature of mine is, oh my gosh, I skipped that for the last one. Oops. <laughs> you did. Your questions were out of order. So that's why I was a little confused. Oh, right, right, right. Got it. It's all good. All right, Blaze. What is the answer? Uh, uh, oh. I put my eyes. Yeah. Okay. He likes my eyes. I think Boop. what my favorite, your favorite feature of me is. Your, your eyes. And then, and you, then you also like right. my eyes. Oh, yeah. And my brown so, fingers. <laughs> right? Wonderful. Nope. That's cute. <laughs> Show me your fingers. Amy. Next question. <laughs> Count it. Next question. Who is more romantic? So this is you thinking, what do you think Joanna will say? Who's more romantic? Me. But she said me 
five, two minutes ago, three minutes ago, too. Yeah, yeah. she sure did. But you know what? I'll give you the answer you needed. It's <laughs> <laughs> more romantic. That's, that's eight down. Probably not going to make it, but I'm not good at math, so we'll see. They <laughs> are convinced that blank is the best thing for you. You already answered that. You said collagen, didn't you? Um, what was your answer for but that? But was that correct? Um, so, so I wrote... I took it as Joanna thinks that blank is the best thing for me. And I put growing my okay. facial hair out. Gotcha. Okay. We did that earlier. So we're going to leave yeah. that. That's yeah. we're still at rush. We're still late. We're still late. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then y'all muffed up that whole thing with the nickname. So we're going to go ahead and skip right over that one. Skip right over that. Skip, go ahead and skip right over that one. Um. So when you're both in your favorite sleeping position, I think you guys messed with this one up too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you sure did. Uh -huh. All right. So, um, okay. This is, this is the one that you didn't mess up. How will your spouse complete this sentence? Where the heck is the Christmas stockings? <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard yes. to, it's hard to lose stuff in our 400 square foot <laughs> apartment. So we don't. Really <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. For the entire like month of December. Um, I was asking where our, our Christmas stockings were because there wasn't a lot of places where it could be. And we found them like <laughs> the day before Christmas. And it was not in a spot. Oh, wow. We expect. So I was always like, where's our Christmas stockings? So yeah, that's pretty That's good. hilarious. Boop. Yeah. Give you that answer. That brings you guys to nine. I mean, you know. We only have one more question left. That's fine. So uh, your fate is sealed, but it's been a good time. But for the last question, it is, if my spouse could only say one phrase for the rest of their life, it would be, so what phrase it. would Joanna say for the rest of her life? I hate it. <laughs> Funny. Did he yeah. get it? That's yeah. hilarious. Can we get some, can we get some context behind that? Oh. Context? I don't know <laughs> if the context would be appropriate for speaking okay. about marriage. <laughs> All yeah, right, we'll chat later. It was just from like like simple ideas of like, oh, should we put this against this wall? Should we? Oh, okay. Should we get this brand of food instead of this? Should we go here for dinner? Oh, should we go shopping at this store? If she, should I breathe today? Should I open my eyes? Yeah. If she if she like has any hesitation for like. Half a second, she's like, "I hate it." <laughs> yeah, That's great. I wasn't trying to compromise on nothing. And good for you. We don't want that for other people. That's why you're married and you're you're in a successful marriage right now because you didn't yeah. compromise. You didn't settle. Amen. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into these questions. Mm. So, um, as you guys know, they are almost married for one whole year. Congratulations. But what I'd like to know is give me a summary of your love story, but also your journey to Christ, because I think it's kind of intertwined. So, yeah, let's hear it. <clears throat> Should I start it or? Yeah, I'll just start it. OK, OK. Our love story. <sighs> yeah, it isn't rainbows and butterflies like a lot of other love stories, but I think it's what makes ours. How beautiful. much how much time do you want us to spend answering <laughs> this question? <laughs> yeah, you want to be like in 1991 <laughs> give me give me 10 minutes 10 minutes works right y'all can do that in 10 minutes okay perfect yeah basically blaze and i started talking in december of 2015 
we met through a mutual friend. Um, so it wasn't a totally like a catfish story because we knew that each other existed. So mm-hmm. we knew what we looked like. Um, but he was in Hawaii and I was living in Florida. And I really was not trying to like him because there was no way in heck that I was going to be trying to date somebody 4,000 miles away in six hours time zone. But I think because of the distance, we did start out as friends and just like being goofy together. And then um, it helped us just really get to know each other on a personal level um, without having or without having to have met each other just to learn about each other. And all we did was talk. Um, It was like through social media, shout out through Snapchat, which neither of us use anymore, but that's how we started. Um, And then it would just be, you know, texting every day. And then it became talking. And then it just led to like FaceTiming like four to six hours every night, um, even through the time zone. So time. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So I was like up 3, 4 a.m. for this dude. And I was like, what am I doing in my life? We're not even like together. Um, But fast forward. So we um, became official May 2016. And then he moved to Florida June, July 2016. And um, yeah, I think our relationship kind of Obviously, it took the next level once he moved and we were in the same city, but I think there was a lot of growing up for us to do, too, because I don't think Blaze expected himself to be living in Florida, and I think it became, like, my duty to, like, make sure that he was enjoying Florida and he wasn't resenting the state and he wasn't resenting me, and I think that's kind of what was happening, too. Um, There was, like, a lot of hardship with you, like, finding jobs and... Uh, well, so when I, I moved here because I thought I had a dope job lined up, um, and, um, and it was just like, it was crazy. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, um, there, there wasn't any resentment or anything like that. She, I was feeling, yeah, she was feeling the weight. Um, but like, um, I, I was fully just taking responsibility for like every emotion I was feeling every, like it, it was not her fault. I forget. I forget what book I read in college, but um, oh, it was a time. It was a traveler's gift, and one of the bullet points was the buck stops here. And basically, it was a bullet point that said, "Hey, the good and the bad in your life, whatever it is, is is probably your fault. Like is is probably mm-hmm. like like." like just on you. Um, so just take responsibility, whatever. And so, so since reading that book, um, I, it's like, uh, helped me be just like pretty honest with myself. And so, so yeah, there was no resentment or anything like that because she didn't make me move to Florida. Um, she didn't make the company that I was working for, um, like be shysty. She didn't, she didn't make me not have patience with stuff. She didn't make me, um, not you know it, yeah it wasn't but that's how yeah so that's how I was feeling and so I I, I don't think that we ever fully communicated well um you like having a hard time with your job I translated it as like you were hating Florida and like our really I felt like our relationship was like kind of rough but anyways dang I don't know any of that <laughs> um, and um like I knew she was having like, every day <laughs> yeah I knew she's taking the weight on um but um but yeah so how Christ got uh, involved in it. So I was living life in Hawaii. It was great. 
I was, um, if, if nothing changed, um, from then to now, I probably could have still been like doing the same thing, but still not where like God would have wanted me to be. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, so I knew when I was living in Hawaii, I'm like, wow, life is so good right now. I'm basically like, I should probably like tighten up on the spiritual side of things. Like I I grew up Catholic, all that good stuff. Um, but Mm. I, I grew up Catholic, but I'm pretty sure like I was like raised like the Christian version version of Catholicism because my parents were like pretty chill. I I don't all the all the like uh, the stigma of like growing up Catholic and stuff. I none of that really applied to me. Um, I didn't have those experiences. Um, but anyway, so always had a relationship with God. Even in Hawaii, it was like it's like, hey God, thank you for this day. Um, and, and this was before like I you know knew more knew what I know now, but I was, my mindset was like, Hey God, thank you for helping me wake up in Hawaii. Um, you can go mm-hmm. the basics. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. You can go answer the <laughs> prayers of the starving kids, um, in underdeveloped countries and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, moving to Florida, I was like, I was like, Oh, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to have like a big boy job and, um, and I can start working on the spiritual side of things. And so when we started going to church, um, I was like, again, still just like, and I'm still like super young in my journey, but like was even more young. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Church is free. And, and my <laughs> girlfriend, my girlfriend loves going. What a, what a cheap date this is. You oh know? my gosh. I was, like, I was like, I was like, this is awesome. What a man way to think of things. That's hilarious. Yep. That yep. is funny. Yep. Um, and so but of course, God is going to use every moment that uh, you're surrounded by his presence um, to work on your heart. So it was like the first mm-hmm. or like third time. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, trying to like, like hold back tears. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, and we and we found an awesome church um, with an awesome pastor. Um, and it just it just changed our lives. Um, and, um, and, and. Uh, yeah, so um, so that's I think how Christ like got involved in it. Um, just an, an awesome pastor that we could relate to. Um, awesome friends at church. Awesome friends that also went to church. Um, so just like mm-hmm. a just like community, you know, mm-hmm. where you get to see people. Yeah. Um, and all so that I wanted to ask you in particular, since you are a man, um, I just imagine it to be like harder for a man to like lay down his life for a man. So I know you're saying like community and like having a great pastor, but like, what was that process like for you? Like kind of laying your down life down and like surrendering to Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember there being like an ego thing of like, of like, okay. uh, um, cause like to me that like, I instantly like, like in the front of my head, just start, having like the fear of God, like Mm. come into my head when I, if I Mm. were to, if I were to be like, Oh, like, like, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Like, I, I'm not going to follow you. Like you're another dude. And like, I'm doing just fine on my own, you know, like, like, did you even Mm. like live by the beach or anything like that? Like that, (laughs) um, like that, that, like that sounds that, yeah, that it it didn't register. And, And I don't think I, yeah. I don't think I looked at it as like, I don't know, I played a lot of sports and, and I don't, I don't even think I looked at it as like, um, 
like, I don't know, there, there was people like when I was, you know, a freshman, maybe that was like, oh, the senior. And then you like follow the senior and like, you like, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, cause they're the captain of the team. Like right. Jesus in my eyes, the authority. Yeah. Jesus in my eyes was like way more than, you know, like the, the captain of the football team or something like that. Yeah. Or like yeah. Okay. Or something. Um, so I don't think there gotcha. was any issue with that. Okay, cool. So just like, you know, I'm going to a free place with my girlfriend and God's yeah. changing my heart. Yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, cool. and there was, there was a lot of times too, um, where, um, like, uh, like, like Joanna was saying, you know, kind of just like, you know, God, please have your will be done. Um, cause, cause previously due to my lack of patience, like, like I, I was running into bottlenecks left and right, you know? Um, and, uh, and there's just so many times where I was just like, Oh God, was please. that a surfing? Was that a surfing term you just used? No, like bottle. He uses a lot of analogies. A bottle. <laughs> like, wait, uh, I'm like, where'd you hear that one? <laughs> yeah, well, a bottleneck would be like it's. Gonna, this is gonna sound ridiculous. Um, using like another analogy or metaphor, a bottleneck is like the term like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, like where everything okay. kind of where everything just like gets rammed up. You know, um, you know okay. bottlenecks. Gotcha. You know bottlenecks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, but. too many cooks in the kitchen creates bottlenecks so anyway on the next now i really get it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um but yeah so i was i guess yeah long story short it was just creating a lot of like uh like friction points in my life where it was just like like uh like dear god please just have your will be done whatever it is like it's gonna give me more peace than like this situation I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, it gave me a lot of opportunities to rely on God, um, and a lot of opportunities, yeah. a lot of opportunities to like reflect on, on what it means to like truly be open to having like God's will be done. Um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. so along that journey, like how did that affect like your love story and so from from going to church together to where we are today what was the in-between yeah I can touch on that too and I think excuse me um you know like I also grew up Catholic so I had no idea like what even being a Christian meant so I think once we started attending regularly our Christian church um I think a friend of mine has always told me that I've always been really sensitive. And I think so now you've also told me that I've always been really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, any kind of like word of conviction, like I would like to say that I, you know, I attended and I listened and I tried to, you know, apply what I would hear. Um, and at this time, so, you know, Blaise has already been in Florida for like two years. And I think a year after he moved, we, you know, we were living together and, you know, it just felt normal because we were still on that earthly thinking of, you know, you move in with your partner before you get married because, like, you know, you want to test the car out. You want to see, like, how your lives fit together. Save money. Save money. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> what our generation was, like, used to doing. And, um, right. and I remembered, like, as I was, like, going to church, 
I wasn't fully convicted yet of like the fact that we were living together and I was like okay now that I'm going to church and like I wanted to actively be part of this church I was like I'm going to like invest all of my time in serving and I'm going to like give all this money so I can tithe because like I know that if I can do like eight out of the ten things that like God wants me to do like I'm still better off than, like, the person who has, like, no idea who God is. Like, to me, Mm. I was, like, trying to, like, pick and choose, like, what God would accept as, like, appropriate and, like, okay and, like, biblical. And, um, yeah, so there was, I think, like, the conviction in the Holy Spirit was, like, really working in me um, with, with, I mean, with our relationship. And even at that point, we were already together, I think, two or three years, um, and then there came a point to where Blaze and I were had to be long distance again. Um, and this is kind of where I think we were both, um, I guess, spiritually challenged because through that long distance, as many of our friends know the story, Sonata, you know the story, um, you know, we did end up breaking up through that distance. And it was probably, it, it was honestly, I don't know about you, but it was one of the toughest times um, for me because us. I was learning how to, when we were still together and we were still in the distance, I was like, okay, God, like, this is the opportunity for, like, Blaze and I to, like, walk righteously and be on a better path for, you know, what you have for our lives. And so, you know, it was great that he was back in Hawaii and I was in Florida and I just, like, really pursued God, like, hard. And I was like, I want to be able to just, like, give myself fully to him. And I didn't even really know what the words surrender I mean I feel like that was like something they always say in church like you know surrender and I was like yeah yeah like I surrender and I like was worshiping and all of that but like I don't think you really understand what it means until like there's a situation in your life to where you actually have to surrender yourself to God and yes um yeah so I was like I was walking and I was trying to understand what that meant and there was just like a lot of conviction and I think um even when Blaze and I were gonna be back together I was like I really was feeling like the next commitment which should be an engagement or should be marriage like we it was getting uncomfortable for me to be like living and cohabitating in the same um you know again the Holy Spirit was just working in me and I think um Mm -hmm. through our breakup I think it was just like such divine intervention that needed to happen because I think God knew that like I wasn't gonna break up with him and it was obviously shocking that like blaze broke up with me and it was just one of those things that I think Mm -hmm. I never envisioned for ourselves but it was something that as traumatic as it was there was so much peace and then it just felt like God's hand was just in both of our lives when we were Mm -hmm. you know had to fall apart and through that breakup Mm -hmm. and I mean we didn't officially get back together for like almost a year after that breakup but I think in that year of being alone and both of us being in the wilderness, like all we had to do was like pursue God individually without having to worry about us pursuing God together. And it, yeah, I mean, I personally blossomed in my faith because I realized that, you know, like men and people are going to fail you no matter if they're your parents, if they're in a relationship. And that's when I really understood that like, God's love is like truly unconditional and I don't have to do anything to earn it. It's just always been Mm -hmm. there for me, but like he's just waiting for me to accept that and realize what that means. Mm. Um, And in that year of us breaking up, I mean, I got baptized and I was like, I knew that 
you know, that was something really important for me. And I knew that if I was to get baptized, like the whole idea of being reborn was like, okay, like anything from the past was, I'm literally like the old Joanna was gone. And the minute I come out of the water, it was going to be like this new perspective and this new world. And I really feel like I've just like seen everything through like how God sees me and what he wants for my life. And that has also helped shape me as a woman. I mean, as a wife today, and then it helped blaze. I mean, when you were in that season as well, like grow, we weren't always like this active people in church. And like, now here we are like making our life, like our ministry. So yeah, it was a beautiful (laughs) making your life, your ministry. Are you joking? I mean, trying to, right? Like, I, the whole Amen. idea of using broken people, like, that was us. Like, we were so broken. Mm-hmm. We were trying yeah. to, like, we can choose how we should walk with God in the Bible. But, like, he just said, to heck with it. Like, we are a new creation. And here we are. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's beautiful because, like, like you're saying, like, the Lord uses the brokenness. And, you know, it's kind of obvious in your relationship where you can kind of pinpoint where Christ was and where he was not. Yeah. You know? with you two being together like even even as you were together so it's like obvious that christ's presence in your relationship is the thing that brought you together and is the thing that's you know allowing you to stay together to this day so yeah that's why i think it's really cool to hear your your, uh testimony because you know we always hear like oh we met in the church and all we did was love christ i never touched him never did it and god has blessed us yeah we need to hear other stories where like you know we did fail we did make bad decisions but but Christ and look at us now. Absolutely. And that's yeah. literally like the gospel, you know? So Yeah, yeah, there that's was good times, stuff. Yeah, yeah, when we broke up, there there's times where like um like I felt like my like like my relationship with Christ um was never better. Like there were some days where I was like going to church mm-hmm. and like like a hoodie and like board shorts and like sandals <laughs> and just like those were the times where it was just like, it wasn't walking into church. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, Bill. Yeah, good. Oh, da, da, da. it was like, <laughs> it was like dragging myself in. Like, oh, I was like mm-hmm. crying in every worship song. Yeah, I was yeah. just like feeling. Yeah. And there's, and there's times. And it sucks, but like, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say like, I there's times where like, I think like people maybe not should go through the wilderness or being the wilderness but to identify like when you're in it and um Mm -hmm. and that it just is you in christ um yes and um and just like being grateful for those moments um and um yeah that that's where the most growth happens i think Mm -hmm. is like what at least what my experience was and i remember there's conversations like i'd be having with her um uh and like i remember like driving through eva beach just like talking with her on the phone and just like trying to explain to her like i feel like our path that we were on with with christ like we were both like just like going to the moon Uh, and i was like and i was like panicking because i didn't know if our paths were going to like cross again. Mm. Like, yeah. He kept getting frustrated. Cause as we were like, you know, still thinking about each other, I was really 
trying to stand firm in my faith. And I kept saying, if it's God's plan, he will cross our paths again. But he was still in Hawaii and I was in Florida. And he was like, I just don't understand how our paths will ever cross again if I'm here and you're there. And I was like, if it's God's and we're plan. Both, and we're both being obedient, you know? Yeah, we were both trying to be mm-hmm. obedient. Yeah, yeah. His plan, he will make it cross again. And he, him on the other side, you know, he never stopped. I'm like, I'm not moving. <laughs> He's, he never stopped. No, I almost did remember. I had uh, yes. a job interviews yep. for... Yep, six months after we broke up, he was like, well, the only way that our paths were ever cross again is if I move back to Florida. And I was like, absolutely mm. not. I was like, you're not moving here for a job <laughs> because of me. I was like, we already yeah. did that before and it was like hard, but I was like, I just kept saying like, let's keep being obedient and let's keep walking towards mm-hmm. God. If he decides that our paths will cross, then he will make it happen. But yeah. Amen. But yeah, that takes a lot of faith and trusting in God too. Yeah. And it, and it was hard too because like, um, like trying not to manipulate situations mm-hmm. um, is hard. Um, mm-hmm. where, where like if I would have been like, oh, oh, I want to fix stuff with Joanna. Like, let me pack my bags and move to Florida. Like, how do I know that those job interviews I had lined up weren't blessings from God for me to move back to Florida or how do I know mm-hmm. they weren't how do I know they weren't just something like I was doing on my own you know mm. how how like, did, what, like a distraction from your growth yeah how, yeah. yeah how does somebody yeah that? um and um and so because I remember the connect groups I was in I'm like I was asking my connect group later I'm like am I like, how do I, like, like, how do I not manipulate a situation or, or maybe not manipulate, maneuver a situation? Because if we're both going like this, it only takes like, like a fraction of like human intervention to get us to go back, you know, to, to intersect. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. it was like, um, and, and yeah, like looking. And so those were the other moments too, where I was just like, God, have your will be done. I remember like, having um dinner with michael you met him the other Mm -hmm. day at that uh collective thing um but um i remember having dinner at one of my buddy's house and he's like he's like dude sometimes i think like what if god came to me in my room and it was like his name is michael he's like and and just asked me to drop everything and follow him like i don't know like he's like what would you do and at this point in my life, I was trudging through the wilderness. And so I, I told him, I'm like, I'm like, dude, that would be such a relief. That would be such a relief <laughs> if, if, if God just came down and was like, hey, man, come this way. Drop, right. drop all, yep, sell your car, um, do this, just come this way. <laughs> oh, I, I was having to use my own brain power to figure out what I right. should do. But you just telling me what to do is so much more easy. Yeah, um, for sure. I wish. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so good anyway. stuff. So, um, yes. Now you guys are married. You went through the wilderness. Things got hard, and put God first. That my question to you now is: Did the problems you guys had before you got married go away? I okay. are they all gone? Definitely, they don't go away. So. My, mm-hmm. I guess, advice to people, if you are, if there are issues when you're dating or you're single, they will 100% absolutely carry over in marriage. If anything, it actually gets heightened in marriage because now your partner is having to absorb whatever, you know, trauma or whatever you grew up with. Like that's something that comes out even more so in marriage. And I think 
when we broke up, the one thing that we did do individually that we didn't even know about that we did was therapy. So like, yes, church Mm. is important. Jesus is important 100%, but so is therapy. And having like a third person where they're completely not biased, they don't know anything about you. Also, if they're a Christian therapist, even better, Mm -hmm. um, that can help just like unscramble everything that's going on in your mind and help you mentally and emotionally. Um, There were a lot of triggers in our relationship that had stemmed from my father and how I was raised and how I was treated and how I was loved or not loved. And I felt like I was putting that pressure on Blaze because I was so wanting and craving that like acceptance and love from my father that I never really felt like I got. And so I was putting that pressure on him, which was not fair. Um, So definitely like through community, through church, through being in the word myself individually and through therapy, it helped us better communicate to this day. You know, if I do have a trigger, I know how to react and respond better and he knows how to react and respond better and also like how to help me go through my emotions. But I mean, conviction also Mm. hits me faster in marriage. And so I know if I'm being petty or aggressive about something, I can walk away and be like, I feel uncomfortable. And maybe within like 30 minutes or I immediately go to him and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. This is how that went. But before me, I would have been like, two weeks still like sitting in the corner like you figure it out <laughs> you tell me when you get drunk but there's just no room good for that because like you guys are partners yeah, that's good um yeah and it's stupid to do that so yeah that's good <clears throat> so would you say that that's been the hardest thing about marriage or is there something else that you're like because i know people paint marriage to be something beautiful, which it is, but I think it's, it's important for people to just be honest about like what's been hard about being married. Yeah. So is that the thing or is there something else that you guys think should be pinpointed just for people to hear about? Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Um, to answer your question. Um, one of my, one of the connect groups I was in, which, um, to all the listeners, if you're not in a connect group, get in a connect group, even if you don't go there, even if you go to the connect group and you don't say anything, for the first five or six times or whatever, just drag your feet, sign into the <laughs> to the Zoom meeting or meet at the coffee place, just go. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one of the guys in my other connect groups um, back in the day, he was in the military, he was divorced, um, but just like one of my best friends. Um, and uh, he always would say like time after time, um, you know, in relation to his divorce, you know, just the issues that you have before you get married, um, they're not going to go away when you get married, you know, from childhood trauma to emotional trauma to all that stuff. Um, you have to get it figured out and at least be aware of it. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and you have to like conquer it with yourself and Christ. So that way, um, you aren't feeling like you're, your spouse has to try to conquer it um, mm. be- because a lot of the issues that I think we have from like childhood trauma, whatever it is, um, uh, there's so many characteristics that um, you have to accept and and get. And the only person that has all those characteristics, some, some need different ones than others, um, that has all of them is Jesus. Um, and the, and the word of, and, and the word of God. Um, mm. and it, 
That's good. It, it might sound cheesy, but like, you know, the, the words are in the Bible and, um, and maybe, you know, you just need the right pastor to explain them in the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all in there and, and that's, that's, that Jesus is who you have to take those issues up with, um, before you can take them up with somebody who's not a licensed therapist or yeah. pastor or <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. and I think of, um, like some of the, I, I don't know if they're issues or, or things that can lead to issues. Um, but like, um, I, like I, I didn't, I haven't solved them. Um, and, um, and luckily, like, I don't, think any of them are like destructive or anything that I know of. Um, but, um, but just realizing like, like, um, um, I think realizing bigger picture that like my buddy was right, you know, whatever issues you don't resolve, um, they're not going to get resolved when you get married. Um, and so yeah. too, so if they're not resolved, at least be aware of them and be working on them. Um, but yeah, the I hardest... think one of the main, the most important things you said too, is like, if we're looking for these main core things that we need that are only found in Christ in people, you're going to be really lost in marriage. And yeah. You have a really hard time. And I think that's why a lot of divorce happens because you think that you're coming into something that's going to give you, um, completeness, you know, everything is security and everything, but Christ is that. So yeah. if you're looking for it from a flawed human, you're going to be in a hard spot. So, um, just like looking back, I know you guys talked about therapy and community, um, is there anything else you guys think you did that you, um, maybe, or something you didn't do that you wish you could have done before getting married? Um, I think for husbands or like to be husbands, um, there's so much more wisdom you can give yourself before getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, that's good. Like, um, like luckily I've stumbled across like a couple books and, and, you know, different podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but, um, but part of like, part of the reason, like I asked Joanna to be my wife and proposed, um, at the time was to like show my commitment to her. Um, but, but marriage is a commitment to, to Christ with another person. Um, and so, mm. um, so there's so much more to it than like, just like trying to prove to this person that, you know, you're the one, they're the one you want to be with. And, um, and I think just being married for 11 months, um, I can already tell like there's, there merit, there's no, and, and I might be wrong, maybe I'm rambling, but there's no better like uh, fleshly example of Christ's love for people than getting married because being married, you have to, you get challenged every day to love somebody like Christ loves us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's freaking, it's impossible. Um, like he's perfect. Jesus is perfect. Right. His, his love and everything for us is perfect. Mm -hmm. But trying to strive for that and and have your mind um, like change to that mm -hmm. um, is 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 hard um, because like it's not like a math problem or like a to do list where you're done with it or like it's not like a recipe right. for you know baking a pie or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but that's I think where more faith comes in. Like yeah. 
um, to just like renewing your mind. But yeah, so far marriage has been like a holy smokes, like, like every day I'm challenged to love um, Joanna like Christ love her um, mm -hmm. and like Christ love the church, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, so people think they get married to, to, you know, show love for one another. And like, that's a huge part of it. Um, but in reality, mm -hmm. like, like marriage is a, is a Christian thing and a Jesus thing. So we're, we're getting married to show Christ's love to people. Um, because okay. there's, there's no other relationship where, um, at least in the fleshly world, there's no other relationship where, where you're obligated um, to, well, I guess obligated is wrong. We're supposed to love people like ourselves. Well, you did sign a contract, so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, y'all are, are stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're supposed to love our neighbors. <laughs> um, but I mean, if there's a neighbor that like you don't get along with, like you can spend less time with them. You can, you can stop going mm -hmm. to that store and mm -hmm. talking with that person. Um, but, um, but yeah, like marriage is an example of having to love somebody like Christ. Like we can't just ignore each other or yeah. not yeah. be together. Yeah. yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah. Good stuff. That's good. That's all good stuff. <laughs> okay. So if you had to do an elevator pitch to sell us the idea of marriage, what would you include as, it, as its benefits? It's you, babe. You're the salesperson. It, it sells itself. Um, no. So maybe top two uh, things you'd probably say to people like why they should get married. Yeah, I do. I do think that marriage is a is truly a beautiful gift from God, and I feel that every day that I wake up, you know, next to my husband. Um, but there's just something about what like be, the oneness of marriage and knowing that it does represent Christ. Um, and I know there's a lot of um, the whole thing about like submitting to your husband is a hard concept for even a lot of Christians, you know, the idea of submitting mm -hmm. to a, a man, to a husband. But ideally, you know, Blaise submits to God every day and, you know, it's his job to be the leader of our household, to lead me spiritually and our future family. And it's his job to, you know, for me to be spiritually healthy, like that's also his responsibility. Um, and, and it's my responsibility to submit to him because I know that he leads faithfully. Like I have no problem submitting to him in that sense. And I think, um, well, and if I'm not submitting to Christ, correct. she should not be submitting to what I'm right. saying and, right. and Christ, mm -hmm. the, what did we listen to yesterday? God is ahead of, Christ. Christ is the head of the church, church. and um, and that's who I, I should be submitting to. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but there is, you know, marriage is as hard as everyone talks about it. It's, it's so fun and it can be so beautiful. And, you know, I do feel, I feel God when I'm around Blaze and his presence and his love. Um, and there's just something about, you know, tackling through life together, like whether it's the high fun stuff or like the really low um that you have like a partner that you can bounce off of and just like share everything about life with um mm -hmm. and i know that's so basic but like it's so it's no i think that's important 
I think no. what you said is really good because submission and feel, you just said, you literally just said that you feel God when you're around him. So I don't, I wouldn't say that's basic. Okay? <laughs> I think that's beautiful. And that's a great way to, um, to like, like I want to be married. You know what I'm saying? After hearing that, you should want to be married after hearing that kind of thing. And I think yeah. it's important to be with a man who you want to submit to and man life. I, it just sounds a little easier, you know, when you, it's all on him. Well, all of it's not, but a lot of it is on him. Right. So yeah, sure. I'm, I'm down for submitting. So that's really yeah. good. Yeah. What, what do you want to say, please? Like, when you were listening to <clears throat> no, go ahead. Me, um, that, you know, the role of a wife and the role of a man, like <clears throat> I think God has three verses for the role of the wife and God has like eight verses for the role of the man and the husband. Responsibility. So, mm. responsibilities. And so um, it's, just as important to find like that and what we talked about Sonata, like you know a lot of people know god and a lot of people love god but not a lot of people know the word of god you know even the devil himself mm. knows and like has worshiped god before so it's really important just to find people who are in the word and like can obey and have that knowledge of walking in his word and mm -hmm. not just knowing god so yeah and i think Sonata, you said it okay. too um yeah stuff Stuff is just easier. Um, um, it's easier when you have like a good um, teammate, when you have a good partner for stuff. Um, and um, and I think like for the guys, at least like I think of like there's like flashes and moments where like I'll miss this about like my past. And then I think of like what it is that I'm like actually missing. And it's like. And it's, it's the sinful part, you know? Um, and so, mm. so that's how I know that's like the enemy just like messing with nostalgia, messing with, with stuff yeah. like that. And so for me, like, I think, I think she saved my freaking life, you know, because I would be, I would, I would be, I'd still be out in the wilderness and, um, I'd be, um, like, uh, it, it, I would be just like doing stuff how I wanted um, and like doing stuff that like feels good and, and just like makes me happy. And then like, you know, strolling to church on Sundays and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I just think of like all the stuff like marrying a godly woman has protected me from. Mm. Um, and, and that's not, that's and that's not like weight on her shoulders that I think is just a blessing from God. Um, and, uh, um, you know, he'll always give you what you need. Um, sometimes before you know, you need it. And so sometimes, um, you're like some, that's when people I think fumble, you know, the blessings that's when some people, you mm -hmm. know, don't even know that they're there. Um, yeah. But, um, but that's yeah. Good. Yeah. And, and what you're saying, like, a lot of things you guys are saying, it all lines up with scripture. Like the Bible literally says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and he finds favor with the Lord. So mm. yes, you That's have been good. blessed. Like yeah. you, you're completely correct. So your marriage should feel that way. Like what the Lord tells you about, like you should feel like you've been favored. That's how you know you're walking in God's will in your marriage, you know? Mm. And yeah. like your wife is and your husband is. So mm. yeah, really good stuff. So yeah. if you're single, you already want to be married. I'm sorry. These people will probably make it even, even worse because <laughs> you're going to really want to be married after this episode. Um, but just knowing that relationships like this do exist, regardless of what their past was, like Christ can still make this happen for you. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. Yeah. Ah, we're 
sore. We won't have to do this again. Like next year, maybe, you know? We want to do this again next year. Yeah. Um We'll do but better. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. <laughs> right. Do better at the game. Um <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, as you know, you can follow the po- the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram. You can also join our Patreon with the description, the link in the description. And yeah, remember to kiss the sun and remember to always speak the truth in love. Bye. Yay. Bye.